Welcome to the Table Stakes Podcast, presented by Xenial, where we discuss the business and technology issues affecting enterprise restaurant brands. I'm your host, Andy Grindstaff, restaurant enthusiast, technology optimist, and one of the product leads here at Xenial. Xenial is made up of super passionate and innovative people. My colleague, Tama Looney, is no exception. Besides being a firecracker of a technology enthusiast, Tama serves as our brand executive for our analytics and customer engagement solutions. She has a series of podcasts called Tama Talks. In this series, Tama talks with people involved in technology and innovation, asks them to share their personal story, recent projects, accomplishments, and the like, with the goal of inspiring her listeners. You won't want to miss a second of this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Tama Talks, where we ask those involved in restaurant technology and innovation to share their story and help us inspire others. I am your host, Tama Looney, and today I'm joined by the lovely Kristen Addington, who is from Whataburger and heads up digital solutions. So, Kristen, welcome. I am so excited to have you with me today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. So to get us started, would you mind telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, So I work for Whataburger, uh, which is a regional QSR, and it's mainly in the South. So we go from Florida to Arizona. um, And I lead the digital development team at Whataburger. Um, So I work on mobile ordering, whataburger.com. I, along with my team, that is. Absolutely. Perfect. How long have you been with Whataburger? Uh, I've been with Whataburger a little over three years now. So I originally started as a developer on the team and um, now I'm leading it. Perfect. And have you always been in the restaurant space or do you come from outside? So I'm actually new to the restaurant space. I actually spent most of my career in the education space, building software for school districts. Um, So I worked on a grade book for school districts and parent apps so they could get updates about their kids. Um, So this was a big shift for me, but a lot of the same concepts were the same because the technology was the same. So I use the same technology at those places that we use at Whataburger. Great. Have you seen anything unique about the restaurant industry that maybe you didn't see in the school solutions? So the restaurant industry being a a company that needs to make profit, we, we need to adapt for customers, um, was much more innovative, uh, much more willing to to go forward, to get online ordering, to, to put apps in people's hands, um, where with schools, there was, you know, usually pushback, you had to convince people to, to move forward. But um, with the restaurant industry, industry, you need to compete. Absolutely. One of the things that I love about the industry is that so many entrepreneurs are out there and they are restaurant owners and franchisees. But I believe Whataburger is mainly corporate. Is that the case? Yeah, most of our locations are corporate locations, but we still do have franchise locations. Um, And so we, in mobile ordering, we have to support uh, two different point of sale systems. We support Xenial, but also we support Aloha. And to the customer, they don't know. They don't know that they're ordering from two different systems. It's just all behind the scenes transparent. Speaking of innovation, we really are focusing on innovation during this series. So can you tell me a little bit about what that word means for you and how you foster it for yourself and within your team? So to me, innovation um, really means taking something and making it 
just iterating it to make it better. Um, so not throwing out the system entirely, but how can we improve it? Um, one of the one of the big things that I like to live by is that you know the perfect is the enemy of the good. So if we can improve something, um, maybe it's not perfect, but it's better than what we have today. We should move forward. I don't think I've heard that, but I am taking that down right now. I love that. Perfect is the enemy of the good. That's great. So do you have a process that you use to foster innovation? Anything that you encourage within your team? Personally, what I like to do is, especially, you know, if we're trying to automate something, make something, um, put something online, do, um, I like to understand exactly what people do manually. Um, how are people, how do people do it without computers? And then we improve upon that. We make technology, make that process easier. And so I found that that's easier for our end users. That's easier for employees who have to use our systems. Um, if we really think about how people developed it naturally without computers and just go make that better, make that faster, make that easier. That's great. One of the things I know that we do on the Xenial and actually global payment side is we use Agile and we look at things essentially from the customer's endpoint and how they do it. There's a lot, I will tell you, that I have no clue. And I just started using the term Agile this year and I Googled the crap out of it. So it really excites me to learn more about things like that, processes that uh, I talked to my husband about it over dinner one time and he was like, yeah, I knew that from, you know, 10 years ago when I was in school, but to see it really come to fruition within products and things like that. I'm, I love things, uh, you know, when it comes to how do we help to structure and maybe those people that don't have the training that you have um, or, you know, large organizations like global payments have, I would love to hear anything in terms of when you're thinking through the customer experience, what do they do online? Do you have a, any kind of tools that you use in terms of customer insights? So we do have, um, we actually have a team that focuses on customer insights um, exclusively and they create customer journey maps. Um, they go interview customers they present interfaces to them to see which one is the easiest to use for them. We get actual feedback from letting them use real wireframes. We more focus on how the app flows when we're, we're given a feature. And we're, they say that we want to build something this way and the screen should look like this. So we take it from a perspective usually of how do we make this the best experience possible for the user um, how do we make this the best experience possible for the for the family member? So Whataburger actually calls all of our employees family members. And so everyone who works at the location is actually a family member. What types of teams or team members do you typically look at to encourage you and to be surrounded by in terms of really helping with innovation? So as a development team, we work very closely with our digital experience team. And so we collaborate very heavily to come up with best solution. So they really don't just come and deliver something to us and we just build it. We collaborate together to come up with the best solution. And that has been very successful for us. And that is really what Agile is for us. It's this process of bringing in new ideas. We groom those ideas to make sure that we're building the best possible thing, we build it and then we release it. 
All right. So we talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but we're focused primarily in the restaurant industry for this podcast, which, as you know, is the backbone of America. And it's interesting, too, that if you look at industry statistics, women and men tend to enter the industry at the same rate. So basically, 50 percent of the entry level positions in the restaurant industry are filled by women. However, only 18 percent of C-level positions are filled by women. Why do you think that is? I think that is mainly because of with the lack of representation, people feel like they maybe that position is not for them. Maybe they're intimidated. You know, I've definitely felt intimidated taking my position and I had to move past that. Um, I had to realize that I am capable and leave the fear behind. And that was really the key to my, my career is just to not be scared to speak up and not be scared to try something new. So why did you choose to work in the industry? Did you choose Whataburger as a company? And if so, tell me why. Or was it really thinking through there's a lot going on, especially in the mobile space with restaurants uh, now? So I've actually been a big fan of Whataburger um, since I was little. My mom actually worked for Whataburger as a health inspector. And so um, I spent a lot of time in Whataburger um, as she was inspecting the, the location. And so, um, I had, it, it was definitely something, um, dear to me and it's, it's a beloved Texas brand. So I'm from Texas and this Whataburger is very important to people in Texas. Um, you know, you, you can walk around and people are wearing Whataburger t-shirts and that's very common to see people just proudly displaying Whataburger gear. So um, there's a lot of that pride here that I definitely had. And so when I had the chance to work for Whataburger and work on something like mobile ordering for Whataburger that I just, I was so excited. <laughs> That's great. I love it. What do you call it? Is it fanatics? Whataburger fanatics? Um, I don't know if we have a, a term. <laughs> it's probably our retail team probably has a term for that because they develop all the, the shirts and things um, in our Gettys and things that people buy. But Absolutely. I love it. I have a cup that my daughter and I fight over all the time that is Whataburger. So we've definitely ordered online and I love the Christmas stuff that's come out. So lots of great things on the retail space. Do you interact with that team at all in what you're doing now or is it something that is a goal in the future? So I don't work with that team at all right now because I focus on ordering food, but eventually we may integrate ordering that Whataburger gear into the app. And, you know, if that happens, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely work closer. But right now, um, mainly the restaurant side is who I work with. What are the key points that you want customers to experience from using your products? One of our key initiatives right now is definitely platform resilience. With the pandemic, with COVID, mobile ordering became essential. We developed curbside and delivery really quickly as a response because the dining rooms for Whataburger closed in March and uh, we needed a way to serve the customers. And so um, we delivered curbside in about a week after we closed the dining rooms. And for us, it was really one day of development and waiting on Google to approve our app. Uh, for delivery, You know, we completed that in about a month that was something that was on the roadmap for the future, but we pulled that in because we knew it was important to expand the channels that were available to our users because on, having only drive-through wasn't gonna be enough. 
Absolutely. So we did, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, see, you know, there just a huge, a huge drop off, right? We saw, we're really worried about all restaurants. And then we saw the QSR industry really start producing some double digit positive numbers for all of the things that you're talking about. You know, having a drive through is of course a key thing. Some people don't. So you saw people innovating in other ways, but being able to get that curbside out there, uh, being able to get delivery up and running and these short, short amount of times, what in the world? I know we work with lots of customers. How do you think you were able to do it that quickly? Well, we all had a mindset of, this is important. It's not just a job. Whataburger is an essential business. We we feed people. And so getting this out there for, for customers to use and use it and be able to get food safely was really important to us. And so we we worked really hard to get it done. Our team worked day and night without any breaks for, for weeks. I mean, I hate it that it happened, but now look at the success that you've had from it and you get to continue to grow it. And I think it goes back again to that perfect is the enemy of good, right? You don't have to have all of the features when you launch. Uh, you know, you can get what is out there and then start building upon that base. That's that's exactly right. And that was our um, our mindset. We released delivery and then we learned more about it after we released it and released enhancements to it. We didn't wait for everything to, to come in to be perfect. We put it out there, got customer feedback, and we built upon that really quickly. So that is definitely how we were able to use Agile methodology to release fast, iterate fast, and get something into the hands of customers quicker. You were chosen because you have been an inspiration to me along my career, and I would love to hear who or what inspires you. So I've definitely been inspired by um, lots of women throughout my career um, that I've seen in positions of leadership and, you know, in tech in tech leadership positions. When I was young, uh, there was someone, Lynn Conway, was very inspirational to me. She revolutionized uh, chip architecture and made current, the integrated circuits that we use today possible. And she fought a lot of discrimination to do that. You know, that was really something in my mind that I felt like if she can do it, I can do it. You know, there's people at work who I work with today who inspire me. Um, we have uh, definitely a lot of leaders in our in our IT who I want to emulate. You know, I want to, I, I'm learning from them all the time. And so, you know, we have people who are famous, people who've done these great things, but people around us too who can inspire us. Absolutely. So talk to me about that. Inspiring um, is great too. And then you talked about, you know, women that you have looked at too as well. So talk to me about what do you think diversity plays in the workplace? Do you think that's important to have a diverse group? Uh, you know, talk to me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think diversity is absolutely critical. If you just have a homogenous team, then your ideas can become stagnant. But I think diversity opens up new ideas and new ways of thinking. You know, I definitely have a different way of thinking from other people on my team. And I feel like together we are able to make a team where we can do anything because there's mindsets and skills that I bring and mindsets and skills that they bring. And if we, if it was just people like me or just people like, like them, then I don't think we could have done what we did so quickly. 
So how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within kind of your role in your industry now? Is there any industry resources or things within your role that you're really always looking into? So one of the things I do is I always treat something that is a roadblock for me or something I don't know as an opportunity to learn. So instead of just going and getting getting an easy answer from someone, I go research it, I dig into it, I figure out how it works. Um, So I can really understand what's going on. Um, But beyond that, you know, we have um, resources on YouTube where we can learn new things. Um, Here at Whataburger, we use something called Pluralsight. And that's definitely helped me learn new things. Um, So when I first started at Whataburger, I was an iOS developer, but I did not, I had never used iOS storyboards. So um, I had a lot of experience with iOS apps and native screens and uh, just had never used this specific technology. And so I was able to use Pluralsight, get on board with storyboards and be a productive member of the team really quickly. So you've seen a ton of innovation come over the last few months through coronavirus, the pandemic, moving to, you know, online ordering, moving to curbside delivery. What do you think is in the future for mobile? So earlier I mentioned something about platform resilience. And um, to us, that was really the next step, because as we develop these new sales channels, mobile ordering became crucial. Now we have to make sure that our systems stay up. And even if there is, you know, outages and things that we can't control, we need to figure out a way around that. So um, we're working on ways where to to improve our resiliency by going, you know, having data centers in different parts of the country. Um, We use Microsoft Azure. So we're trying to go multi-region. That way, if, you know, part of one data center goes down, we stay up and we don't lose that business because if mobile ordering is down for Whataburger, it's it's a pretty big chunk um, that we lose. So it's really important to us right now to make sure that we maintain our uptime for our users. And that's really our number one focus right now. Because we're so important now, um, we wanna make sure that, that we are getting the most bang for the buck per order for our system. One of the things that we saw before the pandemic was a drop off in people that would actually download native apps. They would download them, go away from them. You know, uh, they they just weren't as widely used. So when I joined Xenial, one of the things that I was adamant about is the fact that, you know, is mobile really the next thing or, you know, what else is there? And, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Xenial has built an entire platform that is progressive web app where you don't have to actually download the uh, app, but it renders similar to an app. Do you think that's something that's going to catch on in the industry? Have you heard anything? Have any thoughts on that one? So that was actually a concern for Whataburger too, when we worked on online ordering. And so Whataburger.com also supports online ordering and it's mobile friendly, desktop friendly. And so every time we release a feature in the app, we also release it for .com and, um, the way that website works is actually a lot like an app. When you go to the website, you download the whole site all at once. And then everything is then running on your phone. And 
it is working just like the app. It's hitting the same APIs that the app hits. It's not a traditional web page where you click and goes, you know, gets a new page. Um, this is actually an app running on your phone in the browser. So um, by keeping that feature parity, I think we can serve both kinds of customers because there are definitely customers who prefer a native app. Um, and we actually see a higher percentage of users using the native app versus our .com site. But we have a pretty sizable percentage of users on our .com site. So definitely been important for us to support that and keep that growing. If you had an extra, let's say, million dollars in budget, how would you spend it? So if I had a million dollars in budget that I could choose to do anything with, um, I think I would really focus on investing in our team that we have, improving their skills, you know, taking time away from just building features to actually learning new ways of doing things, um, to, to keep moving forward, to keep innovating. Um, and then also use some of that to invest in finding new talent. Um, that, that is very challenging for software teams to, to find people who are, who are good. And so a lot of times we find, we, we find ourselves trying to find those people in, in, in an emergency. Right. Um, and so, but using that money to, to build out a team, uh, a bigger team so we could take on more things and move quicker. All right. So now coming out of that, we're not going to feature as much Whataburger, Kristen, and more just um, kind of think in terms of life. Maybe it is work as well, but what is your best tip for making the world a better place? Um, to just be yourself and realize that your opinion matters. Speak your mind. If you have an idea, say it. If you have a concern, bring it up. I often, you know, have reservations about that. I bring it up and a lot of times it was something somebody wanted to hear. So um, that has been something huge for me, just getting over that, not wanting to talk. So right. again, I want to thank my guest, Kristen Addington from Whataburger for joining us today, helping us to continue to inspire me and hopefully our listeners as well. So we're looking forward to watching the great ways, Kristen, you continue to innovate and inspire your team. So I want to thank you to the audience for joining us. If you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at tama.looney at zenial.com. That's it for Tama Talks today. Tune in again as we feature restaurant professionals who create, inspire, and innovate and are continually pushing others to do the same. Thanks again, Kristen. Thank you very much for having me. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like to suggest a topic or guest for an upcoming episode, we want to hear from you. You can reach us at tablestakes at zenial.com. Tablestakes is produced by Michael Kowalski. Our audio engineer is Joseph Hawk. And I'm your host, Andy Grindstaff.